You're now tuned into the Fully Booked Podcast with Mace, French and Pox. Enjoy the listen. Where to go? Tell me where to go. Two-step process to changing your identity. Your identity merges out of your habits. You are not born with preset beliefs. Every belief, including those about yourself, is learned and conditioned through experience. Each habit is like a suggestion. Hey, maybe this is who I am. If you finish a book, then perhaps you are the type of person who likes reading, goes to the gym, etc. It goes on to say, playing an instrument, and the rest. So each habit not only gets results, but also teaches you something more, far more important to trust yourself. You start to believe that you can actually accomplish things. And that's on page 38. Next part being new identities require new evidence. It's a simple two step process. Decide the type of person you want to be. Prove it to yourself with small wins. This, this holds at any level as an individual, as a team, as a community, as a nation. What do you want to stand for? What are your principles and values? Who do you wish to become? Um, that's not really a question, but it could be a question if you wanted to to answer it as a almost like a podcast. Like who who do we want to? What do we stand for? What are our principles and values? And what do we wish to become? Um, I guess even off the back of that, I was going to say this earlier. I think it was before you had your two part question. Mm. Um. You see the 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 part on identity. Would you say that is almost sorry, this is not what I'm trying to put out there, but almost like a fake it to you make it kind of thing, as to it talks about having an identity and it even talks about I think there were examples of and I could be a little bit incorrect as to what I'm referring to. Um obviously if you want to um become more religious, go to church, if you want to also become more fitter, yeah. then obviously exercise and things like that. So we're talking about or you were talking about earlier. I am, yeah. but sometimes you might not necessarily be in that place at this moment in time. Yeah. So hence you try to represent or get close to mm. um, what ultimately you want, what you want to be, but you're actually not that person at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. You know, like a very, very, very similar to almost like a very, um, an only fools and horses kind of like. Yeah. I mean, you put yourself in that mindset, you manifest it. So um, if you're starting from the bottom rung of entrepreneurship and, you want to see yourself as a successful businessman, you will you will tell yourself you're a successful businessman, even though you may not be at that very moment. Um, I wouldn't say that it's a fake it till you make it, but I understand the concept of believing something that's not quite there, that's been envisioned. Like you can envision something, but it may not be manifested right there in front of your face. Oh, so like, I guess some of the notes I have here is... Um just very briefly, if you go to church every week, you have evidence you are religious. The more evidence you have of, sorry, the more evidence you have, sorry, the more evidence you have of something, the more you'll believe in it and improve your identity. And it talks about obviously the outcome. Um, what you'll get, what you'll get from implementing this. Ask yourself, ask yourself the question: Who is the type of person that will get these results? Identity, identity change is the north star of building habits. What, how, who? Your habits are important because they help you become someone. Your identity emerges out of your habits. Mm. All right, so going back to the the free question thing in regards to just say it, just as that exercise, we'll do it for the um for us the podcast, right? So, what do you want? What do you want to stand for as a as a? What would we say that we want to stand for as a podcast? As then, a podcast, yeah. Then there's mm. the two question following mm. questions after, just so. We're, all thinking about it mm. what are your principles and values and who do you wish to become okay for, for me as a podcast mm-hmm. um obviously you guys add to this but yeah. for me it's 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 education and that's not just education people listening it's educating myself first and foremost with the with the books we're reading yeah. and choosing to read and developing um my mind um my awareness in life um and just and i think i'm gonna skip i'm gonna link one and three so the the last thing the last thing is just me developing to the best i can be and what's crazy is like when i speak to like i don't speak to my mom like that 
I don't even speak to my mum or my dad like that, but I know for a fact they're mad proud of man. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? Like even yeah. where I am now, yeah. even though for me this is not enough, but they're pr- like they're just. I think they're just. They come from a, a a generation where they were both like, as soon as you could, you worked, come out, cancel, not cancel, yeah, cancel life of living, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you get something like if you get something in your name, that's like that's life. Like do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just just getting by month by month. By hook or by crook was just that's life and the fact I'm I'm not having to do things that they may have done in their day and I'm I'm kind of a man on my own now because you know I'm not under anyone's roof apart mm-hmm. from my own I think that 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 is enough for them mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying but for me another generation it's not mm-hmm. it's like leaving some kind of imprint do you get what I'm saying or leaving something not just being the man who done 20 years at this company now with next week we got someone else and it's not that it's like having something it doesn't have to be something big where the world knows me it can be something small with my borough or my family or my friends mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying this was your this was your dad's friend this was your godfather this was your cousin this was your uncle whatever it is it's just leaving that so that so that I'm the best I can be the best version of myself and people are just like that they, they just when they when my name's kind of said or whatever it's in a stead that he either done something or he stood for this and and he helped us here. Whatever it is, just something good, not just another, just just not just number seven, six, eight, five, like I'm off some conveyor belt. Do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what's important to me. So that's one and three. I forgot number two. I'm doing a P right now. That's cool. Um, no, collectively, we can all answer it. So what are your principles and values? I mean, in regards to the podcast, I say curios- cur- curiosity. Am I saying that right? Curiosity. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's funny. So yeah, being curious in terms of wanting to learn more. So um, always like having, I guess, the elasticity, elasticity in your mind. So not just having a fixed mindset, mm-hmm. not be willing to learn and change, mm-hmm. as we just just um, read moments ago in regards to if you want to become something different, you have to do different things. So if you have to learn a new skill or if you're not aware of, say, just for an example, you're not aware of emotional intelligence and you want to learn about it, it's being able to pick up a book and learn about it, have a conversation in regards to ourselves. Um, that's that's something I would definitely value um, and as a principle is curiosity, elasticity. I don't know if I'm saying it right, but it sounds right. <laughs> I think they understand anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah, what else? Did, do you want to add anything? Um, as to the podcast yeah just the questions itself in regards um, to the podcast yeah no so as to the podcast I'll probably repeat some of the stuff that certainly Mason and you said as well so I mm. guess obviously education I guess is probably the most important thing but obviously I step in here <clears throat> every single time to obviously I know we're talking to a wider public but first and foremost obviously I want to ensure that we're having open open conversation mm-hmm. um, challenging ourselves in some way shape or form and obviously hoping that obviously it comes across comes across um, comes across um, quite genuine and obviously people I don't want to say mess with it as such but people are able to take from it what you will if that makes any sense you know what I mean whether it's interact or or use it in everyday life um, because very similar to obviously the, there are apps out there and, and probably other podcasts as well obviously they'll break down books and talk about the everyday life I guess in breaking down some of what would be some of the the key staple books obviously out there in the um, self-help world or or, or or just topics in general um, I think it's I think it's beneficial. I mean, sometimes I go over my notes, and sometimes even recently, I've been listening to the podcast as to just some of the conversations we've just had. I think sometimes it's it's good to go back over a conversation. Yeah, no, definitely. I've 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 gone over the past few podcasts that we've done. I think it comes up in I've got a question that I'll probably <coughs> relate relate back to in that regards. So yeah, when we touch on it, I'll mention it again. Um. Anything else you want to add, Eva? Um, you mentioned principles. Is one or two? What are your principles and values? And just not maybe not you personally, but as as the podcast per se. I don't know. If you want to do from an individual point, by all means. Um, I was gonna say yes or no. I guess I was looking at something that I I wrote down on my um in that in that um, document I was talking about that I accidentally deleted earlier. Mm. So I think just it's here to do this and I guess one or two things I've got in capital letters is actually funny enough, practice good habits, which I didn't know I, that's just coincidental. And the other one is growth, hard work, good manners and give back. And then it goes on to I think what your third question was, um, which actually I can't remember what it was, but the question is 
um, I put down how will your legacy me be measured and obviously I write down obviously a number of things and then I talk about one or two other things which might be on someone's vision board as to uh, maybe just breaking down some of the things I mentioned before as to practicing good habits growth etc etc but I guess um, if someone oh how how would, how would someone view you I think it was or something very similar um, who do you wish to become um, so similar to what you're saying but yeah. yeah no um, yeah obviously those are the things I wish to become but I guess above all of those things like despite some of the things that I'm talking about how I want to go on that I want to go and achieve I guess I just want to be a nice person like mm -hmm. genuine like nice person I think that's who I am anyway but I guess even some of the things that I was talking about earlier as to whether it's practicing good habits and 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 some of the things I got, I do on a daily basis, for sometimes it can actually compromise who you are because if you're trying to achieve something, there are there are I don't want to say there's a rigidness, but there can be um, a level of stubbornness, you know. Um, yeah, and sometimes there can be a lack of balance. I mean, because you 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 have to say no. That's, in fact, I've had to say a lot of no's in recent years, which are not necessarily in my nature, but. Or things that I actually want to say no to, but in order to, you have to be selfish. To be selfless. They're not the same, all right. No, so but to be so. To oh be yeah, selfish. Yeah. To be selfish, you need to be selfish. Yeah, um, and that can be very, very difficult because I don't. I being selfish is not who I am at all. Mm. Yeah, it's not who I am at all. But I guess if you got, if you got, I don't know, goals and things that you want to achieve, I think there's got to be a, a sense of being selfish and selfless. And it's funny. I was going to forward this, I think it was, to our group yesterday. I was listening to Anton Ferdinand's interview yeah, on... I listened to it. For, like, phenomenal. Like, when he, was, when he was talking about his mum, you know, as to her being selfless and stuff like that. Like, and not that I aspire to be someone else's mum, but, like... <laughs> no, yeah, sorry, I've worded that incorrectly. <laughs> all right, but... Or, or not that I... Um, in fact, there's nothing wrong with aspiring to be so, like her, but I guess... Um, I would like to be looked at, looked upon in some way, shape, or form, very, very similar to um, what he described, mm -hmm. because I think those those sort of attributes was were or are a part of me, but in some respect have been lost in I don't want to say the source, but like have been lost in recent time because I've had to be a bit selfless. Mm. Okay. Yeah, but it was a great interview anyway. It was on the Winners Podcast. Cool. Ah, and funny enough, he talks about losing himself in some respect too as to um, him not being the same person who he was due to um, certain things that have taken place, obviously referring to the John Terry case and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, that was a very, very good interview. I watched it. Yeah, I, I had no intention on seeing through the hour and a half, but that's what I ended up doing. Cool. All right. Um, the formation habits matter to the next part. Ultimately, your habits matter because they help you become the type of person you wish to be. They are the channel through which you develop your deepest beliefs about yourself. Quite literally, you become your habits. And that's on page 41. How to build better habits in four simple steps. And why your brain builds habits. A habit is a behaviour that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. The process of habit formation begins with trial and error whenever you encounter a new situation in life. Your brain has to make a decision. How do I respond to this? And that's on page 44. And as I noted again, um, as we said at the start of the book, this this that has similar aspects from the last season. So that kind of reminds me of reference to the chimp, human and computer. Um, after you stumble upon an unexpected reward, you alter your strategy for not for next time. Your brain immediately begins to catalogue the events that preceded the reward. And furthermore, this is the feedback loop behind all human behaviour. Trial, fail, learn, try differently. Your habits are just a series of a series of automatic solutions that solves problems and stress your and stress your face regularly. As behavioural scientist Jason Herer writes, habits are simply reliable solutions to reoccurring problems in our environment. As habits are created, the level of activity in the brain decreases, and that's on page forty five. Does habits and routine make life restricted and boring? It would come across that way, but the answer is no. Not if you enjoy them. Not if that what what makes you happy, makes you a better person. Then no, I don't think it. it does it come across as? Do you ask if it comes across as boring? Mm, does it does it make life restricted and boring? So you you said if it comes. Um, um, sorry, so, 
I would, I would, I would say no. I would say it depends on the type of person you are as well, because some people like that set daily, wake up six to eight gym, eight to tens breakfast. This is this. They're used to that. That's what works for them, and it's not boring for them. Other people, they can't deal with the same monotony and need to switch up every other day. So I just, I think it depends on the on the on the person you are. Mm. I think it's subjective. How about you, P? Um, a bit of both, really. So, like, once upon a time, I used to be quite critical of people who were quite robotic. But I feel without habit, mm. or certainly some form of structure, I don't think you give yourself enough free time. You know, I feel with structure, mm. you then actually begin to create free time, if that makes any sense. So, for me, yeah, like... If I, yeah, so, like, again... Yeah, I can only talk about yeah. myself. So, yeah. when I write things down... Like, I don't need to think about these things on this page. I don't have... Rem- I can think about whatever yeah. I need to think about. Mm-hmm. And then when I refer to or see my notes, then I know, okay, cool, then I need to do this. So I've got quite a free mind, by and large. Yeah, by and large, I've got quite a free mind. Yeah. I, also, I also think the older you get, you begin to understand yourself as a person a bit more. You know what you like, what you dislike. You understand it. You might have tried a few things back in the day. So you can then... The structure, if you have a structure, the structure you then begin to bring into your life is one that suits you so then I don't think it will be boring at all if that's what suits you and makes you happy and it's mad actually because you know um, it talks about referring to things as different so I know you mentioned the I am Mm -hmm. I forget um, um, the type of phrase that was I think it was in regards to identity but I mean um, oh my goodness gracious me I'm going to forget what I wanted to say I'm not saving him I'm not (laughs) why wouldn't you (laughs) no um Lord have mercy. <laughs> um, what is it? What is it? I wanted to say. This is really, really important. Um, no, so no. It, for me, it depends on how you phrase it. Well done, Andrew. You found it. <laughs> no, no, that's not what. Okay, so for me, it depends on how you phrase it. So, like, um, you can use the word monotony, which is quite a boring word, mm. you know. But if you're talking about how someone has good habits, that is completely different. Mm. And I guess everybody in the world has habits. You know, I mean, not being funny, there's kids under the age of 16, their habits are they're waking up tomorrow morning at eight o'clock, then they're going to brush their teeth, well, hopefully they'll brush their teeth, <laughs> have breakfast, go to school, go through the, 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 the school calendar, whatever it is, and then come home, eat. That is, that is actually monotonous. Actually, I don't want to do that. But I mean, <laughs> but I think you understand the point I'm making. I think yeah. there are habits um, throughout society. For me, I guess it's the ones that you choose. Oh, well said. I agree with you both. I agree with you both. There's not really much to to add in in that regards to be fair so we'll move on habits do not restrict freedom they create it in fact the people who don't have their habits handled are often the ones with the least amount of freedom that's on page 46 when you have your habits dialed in and the basics basics of life are handled and done your mind is free to focus on new challenges and master the next set of problems building habits in the present allows you to do more of what you want in the future the science of how habits work. The process of building a habit can be divided into four simple steps. Cue, craving, response and reward. First, there's the cue. The cue triggers your brain to initiate a behaviour. It is a bit of the information that predicts a reward. And because the cue is the first indication that we're close to to a reward, it naturally leads to a craving. Cravings are the second step. And they are the motivational force behind every habit. What you crave is not the habit itself, but the change in state it delivers. Cues are meaningless until they are interpreted. The thoughts, feelings and emotions of the observer are what transform a cue into a craving. That's on page 48. The third step is the response. The response is the actual habit you perform, which can take the form of a thought or an action. And finally, the response delivers a reward. Rewards are the end goal of every habit. The habit... The cue is about noticing the reward. The craving is about wanting the reward. The response is about obtaining the reward. We chase rewards because they serve two purposes. They satisfy us and they teach us. What step would you deem the most important? And why? And the cue, I think. (coughs) Sorry, this is just (laughs) off top. Of course, why wouldn't it be? Sorry, is this... I don't know if that's um, um, some humour. <laughs> I don't know if that's humour. Oh, no. I'm, I'm assuming it is. Yes. <laughs> oh, that was quite funny. Um, <laughs> hey. Um, 
I'm going with, yeah, the Q. So I think it's the identification, you know? I think identity, well, yeah, I think that's important. Cool. Um, Why? Because you think that's the identification, basically? Yeah, I think if you're able to identify, yeah, I think it's the beginning of the process. So yeah, I'll okay. tell you. So I think obviously all parts of the process are important. But yeah, I'm there's, the there's definitely, they're all equal, I would say. But if you had to choose one, then you would choose a Q. I think so, saying? yeah. What about you, P? I mean, Mace? Uh, I don't know if I'd choose the Q. And I, I, well, each one doesn't exist without the other. Well, that's obvious, obvious, yeah. But I think the craving has to hunger because I've identified a thousand cues in my time. Mm. And if the craving is not there, shit don't get done. Do you get what I'm saying? So I think the craving, having that hunger, that desire to get it done is very, very important. For me, more so than the cue. I haven't really weighed up the response and reward, but the craving is sticking out because I know you've got to have that hunger to, to get shit done. Yeah, I said I, I put down cravings because it's attached to your emotional state and um in the moment could dictate your response. So if you're out and about with the lads and um depending on your environment and the state that you're in may dictate what your your choices are gonna be. Do you know what I mean? That could be that you fit that into any example. But I just, yeah, I just think because cravings, it, it's emotional. You could be like, oh, I'm, I'm stressed. Oh, let me have a cigarette. Because it's, it's just, that could be the cue. Could, you could be, you could feel like a cue could be seeing someone else with a cigarette. But that emotional state might be calm. So you're like, no, nah, I don't want to have one or whatever it may be. But if you're in a different state of mind and your cravings there, then it can easily make you go forward with other steps. Probably individual, individual based then, I guess. No, of course, of course. There's, there's no doubt about it. But um, yeah, it's just interesting. The first purpose of rewards is to satisfy your craving, at least for a moment. Rewards deliver contentment and relief from craving. Second, rewards teach us what actions are worth remembering in the future. Your brain is a reward detector. Feelings of pleasure and disappointment are part of the feedback mechanism that helps your brain distinguish and useful actions from useless ones. Rewards close the feedback loop and complete the habit circle. And that's on page 49. If a behaviour is insufficient in any of the four stages, it will not become a habit. The four laws of behaviour change. How to create a good habit, how to break a bad habit. And the table is on page 54 um, using the habit loop. So... In regards to a good habit and how to break a habit, I'll, I'll read out both examples. So the first law is Q. So make it obvious to make a good habit. Make it invisible to break a bad habit. Second law, craving. Make it attractive slash unattractive. Third law, response. Make it easy slash difficult. Fourth law, reward. Make it satisfying slash unsatisfying. Um, we're going to get to the chapter summary on page 55, if either one of you want to give that a quick read up. Mm-hmm. But you want to read this one? You haven't got it up. Oh, no, I don't have it, no. Right. Um, chapter summary, page 55. <laughs> I don't know why I said the page. <laughs> <laughs> right. A habit is a behaviour that has been repeated enough times to become automatic. The ultimate purpose of habits is to solve the problems of life with as little energy and effort as possible. Any habit can be broken down into a feedback loop that involves four steps, cue, craving, response and reward. The four laws of behavioural change are a simple set of rules we can use to build better habits. They are, the first is to make it obvious, second, make it attractive, third, make it easy and fourth, make it satisfying. And as French pointed out, if you want to re- reverse change, you want to remove a habit, it's the opposites of what I've just said. So, for instance, make it attractive would be to make it invisible. Sorry, make it obvious would be to make it invisible. Make it attractive, make it... Sorry, make it easy, make it difficult, that kind of thing. Cool. All right, so the first law, make it obvious. The man who didn't look right. As habits form, your actions come under the direction of your auto- auto- automatic and non-conscious mind. You fall into old patterns before you realise what's happening, unless someone points it out. You may not notice that you cover your mouth with your hand whenever you laugh, that you apologise before asking a question, or that you have a habit of finishing other people's sentences. And that's on page 61. Because that's what you do. You say, sorry, blah, 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 sorry, blah, 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 sorry. Yeah, maybe I do. 
<laughs> do you have any, well, I was just about to ask, do you have any habits that are autonomous that you're aware of or have been pointed out to you? And have you thought why these habits have come about? The sorry, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in some respects, I don't even know what he's referring to, but I'm sure. Say like you're reading out, yeah? Like you're going to read out, say like you've got some notes, you're going to read through them and you make a slight error. You'll be like, Sorry. And then like <laughs> he's making me sound mad, you know. Like, oh, you do, you do. like oh, Tourette's or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry's on the brain right now. No, go on. You just gotta go first, Pete. Oh no, I wasn't no. Um I was about to say sorry, but, um no, I don't even know if you finished what you were saying. You did, I did. So what was the question? Oh my no, God. How can I help? He just jumped all over me. Right, saying I'm Mr. Sorry. Do you have any habits that are autonomous that you're aware of or have been pointed out to you? Have you thought why these habits have come about? No, I have no idea. One's been pointed out to me, um, <laughs> but I have no idea why, um, why I do it. I'm not too sure. Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Alright. <laughs> yeah, me is like I'll double check things two, three times. Um so even the example I gave earlier about being like was on a road trip, I jumped out and just take the tires for no reason, they're fine. Yeah. Just little things. I I got a bit of O C D like that. I'll double like it's but it's just like making sure something's done properly, innit? Mm. That's that's my kind of habit, whether that's good or bad, but it's something I'm i I'm stuck with for the time being. Doesn't have to be good or bad, it's just a, a habit. Like for, mm. for me, like see how I'm sitting now, like mm. just sitting there with my legs crossed. Mm. Obviously my legs out. Legs oh guys, crossed. speaking to the mic. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sitting there with my legs crossed, but my legs out. <laughs> the reason why I probably sit like that is because I copy my dad doing it. <laughs> like whenever he used to sit down and watch football. You said this before. Yeah, I've seen him sitting there and he'll, I'd copy him and he'll tell me to stop doing it, but I'd still do it. Do you know what I mean? So even up till today, when I'm sitting down, I just end up crossing my legs and just kicking them out, kind of thing. So that's that's yeah, a habit I do even. Yeah, I've definitely got from my pups. Though, as a psychologist, you still not got any? Yeah, you can think of P. No, 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 no. I can't of think course of you any. haven't. As the psychologist Carl Jung said, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life, and you will call it fate. That's on page 62. The habit scoreboard. Pointing and calling. It's so effective because it raises the level of awareness from a non-conscious habit to a more conscious level. Because the, chain op because the train operators must use their eyes, hands, mouth and ears, they are more likely to notice problems, notice problems before something goes wrong. And if you're thinking about what's he talking about in regards to train operators, mm. <laughs> it's in reference to... The, um, the Japanese train is the fastest train is it in the world I don't know now but it certainly was yeah it was What? well basically they had a system called pointing and calling and that was to acknowledge each part of the, the system that they was in so each person knew what part of the train was ready what part of the train wasn't ready and that would that's what made them so efficient in regards to having um, all their times their timetables being on point so in regards to this, if applied in your life, where would it benefit most? And I'm referring to pointing and calling. I'll repeat the question. If applied in your life, where would it benefit most? And I'm referring to pointing and calling. <laughs> <laughs> That's for P right there. Uh, where would it benefit me most? You don't have to answer first. I'm just saying I've repeated it just so you heard. Where would it benefit, me? Where would it benefit you? <laughs> me I think um, leaving out to go if I'm leaving out of the house or going to the gym because I've been a couple of times at the gym and I'm like oh, I forgot my gloves or I forgot my skipping rope or I forgot my bottle of water so if I'd done that I made sure before I'm leaving I call out and say right cool got my bag got my rope got my gloves got my protein I got my whatever that would then help okay um, I actually put here going through my to-do list, but I don't know, like, that's not really... I mean, we've gone through that so many times. Um, what else did I put here? He's definitely not on the ball today. Yeah, no, I mean, sorry. No, I speak, anyway, uh, where would it benefit me most? Go on. 
Oh no, or what you need to do before you leave the house. But if you're a friend, uh, yeah, that might be a good one for myself actually. Because mm. occasionally I'm always like, I bring like I bring the world with me actually when I'm getting in the car. <laughs> Seriously, I really do. Um, and I only do that because I don't really want to. In some respects, I might go home. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was going to say I don't really want to double check too much as to what I need and don't need I tend to just ensure it's all in there you know what I mean <laughs> it's all in there bring this massive suitcase with me and I just stick in the <laughs> just stick in the boot uh, <laughs> oh god <laughs> that is jokes what about you Mace? Honestly, when you gave your example, French, that straight away, that's the only thing that it's yeah. just stuck in my head now. Because you, because you said yeah. it, yeah, so yeah. that's what I'm thinking of as well. And and because yesterday I forgot my um, where I work, I forgot my my card to get my discount. Yeah, and I got to the till and I was like, I don't have my discount card. Yeah, like it's so, a regular yeah. thing. So yeah, I guess I guess for everyone really all around. If you want to cut back on your junk food habit, but notice notice yourself grabbing another cookie, saying out loud, "This is for you, P." <laughs> I'm about to eat this cookie, but I don't need it. Eating it will cause me to gain weight and hurt my health. That's on page 66. The process of behaviour change always starts with awareness. Uh, now, going on to the ch- chapter summary already. So, if you It was read, quite a quick one. That was a quick one still. Do you want to read that one out, Mace? It's chapter yep. summary on page 66. Chapter summary. With enough practice, your brain will pick up on the cues that predict certain outcomes without consciously thinking about it. Once our habits become auto- automatic, we stop paying attention to what we are doing. That's true with driving and stuff like that. The process of behaviour change always starts with awareness. You need to be aware of your habits before you can change them. Pointing and calling raises your level of awareness from a non-conscious habit to a more conscious level by verbalising your actions. The habit scoreboard is a simple exercise you can use to become more aware of your behaviour. Done? Yeah, yeah. Cool. The best way to start a new habit. Research group, free groups for exercise, except for example. The sentence they filled out. Well, there was a research group. Let me reiterate. There was a research group and there was free groups for exercise. The sentence they filled out is what researchers refer to as an implementation intention, which is a plan you make beforehand about when and where to act. That is how you intend to implement a particular habit. That's on page 70. Broadly speaking, the format for creating an implementation intention is when situation X arises, I will perform response Y. Similar to an affirmation, but there's room for doubt in the intention. Hundreds of studies have shown that implementation intentions are effective for sticking to our goals, whether it's writing down the exact time and date of when you will get a flu shot recording the time slot for your coloscopy. That's on page 70. The simple way to apply this strategy to your habits is to fill out this sentence. I will behaviour at time in location. Do you have any habits or current habits that only take place at a certain time and location and how did they form? I don't think so. <clears throat> what? I don't have, I don't think I, why, why, uh, anyway. do you know what, get out of it. What's going on here? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> no, don't know. No, got no, no, no answers. I just don't nothing. think so. No, no habits. No, no, nothing. You say you know, at a specific time. I sh- no, no, not a specific time. No, from the man that wakes up at six a.m. every day. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't mean like I might be doing something completely different. <laughs> you go for walks every day, no? Around a certain time. But that's, it might not be every day. Five times a week at the same time. Um, I don't. Know. It could be morning. It could be evening. So it's not, I mean, not necessarily. I mean, it's not like going to work. You know, you need to be, you need to. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes, some, I mean, other days are different. Mm. Um, I need to eat after I've had sex. That's a habit. Straight away. Straight away. I just need to eat like uh, a snack or something. It's random. It's out there, but it's just, it's what I do. Yeah, I've got a few habits. Right, well, the first thing we said habits, I'll speak about nighttime, bedroom, 
saying? That's a habit. But also like, so for instance, I don't, man likes my sweets and snacks and all those kind of things. But mm. religiously every day, Monday to Friday, Saturday is like my um, day off, so to speak. Monday to Friday, the first thing I do in the morning, after, sh- after showering all that is lemon, ginger, fresh lemon, fresh ginger, have my tea, leave that for half an hour for minutes. Mm. Then my cereal with my oat or almond milk. And then after that, if I need to snack, whatever I can, or I allow myself to. But before that, like I don't do this con- co- um, croissant for breakfast. I don't do it. Like and even when I do it, if I do do it, say like when I was just abroad and I, I couldn't get hold of nothing, I just had a little pan of chocolate. It doesn't start me well anymore. Like it's like my body's used to that now that I've got myself disciplined to start and it helps me to start the day well. Mm. When I have them sweet things now for breakfast, I can't run with that. When I used to go to school, I used to buy a Greg's Donut in we the morning. Moving imagine that, <laughs> we were moving mad, We were moving mad. Greg's Donut and a, and a sausage roll, you know, and man was on the on the, on the haram thing. <laughs> <laughs> we were moving mad. Um, yeah, so I've got it now, by the way. Go on. Um, uh, <laughs> I've got, I've got it. <laughs> this guy. Twist up my dreads at like um, 10pm. Yeah, I've got it now. <laughs> Um, no, I would say, I mean, probably very similar to, to Mason, really. So, like, morning, I say morning habits, but eating habits. So, I tend to, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is what I thought was. Scoff down a Sainsbury's. These are all lies. Lies. Scoff down a pie in the evening. Every, These are lies. <laughs> every evening. These are lies. <laughs> Six regular jam donuts, please. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> No, all right. So now the jokes are over. Uh, um, no, I tend to drink a lot of water in the morning. So like, as in, like, do a lot of intimate. So I'm laughing. Like, this is this is for real people. Like intermittent fasting and all that type of stuff. So I tend not to really um, eat. Say before twelve, but sometimes occasionally I do eleven. That's been being honest. All right, and um, cool. And likewise, I might not eat after seven actually. So I don't really go towards eight. So generally, it's like a twelve eight thing, but more. <laughs> What's going on here? People saying talking about <laughs> what is going on? Here? I'm saying nothing. <laughs> what is going on here today? The last time you all right, say no. The last time you eat is about seven or eight. <laughs> yeah, today's been a bit different. Like you know, <laughs> Yes, today's been it hasn't been the best. When we record it's not the best. You got these the amount of alcohol you got in front of me. <laughs> Hold on. Yo, is anyone, is anyone bringing a raid tonight? <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said, I'm going to the shop. So if someone has bought this, I can compliment. I'm going to the shop. Anyway. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, you know, the intermittent fasting, you know, I just, you know, drink loads of water in the morning. So that's my kind of routine. Something that I can say is in place. Once upon a time, it was something I did here and there, but more often than not, I follow about a good five, six times a week. Cool. So, as you mentioned earlier, before was habit stacking. Mm-hmm. A simple plan to overhaul your habits. One of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day, then stack to your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. Rather than pairing your new, your new habit with a, with a particular time and location, you pair it with a current habit. That's on page 74. Motivation is overrated, environment often matters more. In 1936, psychologist Kurt Lewin wrote a simple equation that makes a powerful statement. Behaviour is a function F, the person in the environment, or equals to B equals F, in bracket PE, and that's on page 83. Um, For the scientists out there, I guess that makes sense to you. How do you design your environment for success? energy crisis embargo in the 1970s Dutch researchers paid close attention to the country's energy usage in Amsterdam some homeowners use 30% less energy than their neighbours despite similarities they are they were identical besides one feature the location of the meter one being basement of one being in the basement of the other main hallway one in the hallway used less the one in the hallway used less electricity when their energy use was eased, was <coughs> when their energy use was easy to track, people changed their behaviour. Um, have have or do you become blind to intentional clues, cues, and what are they, and why do and why ignore them? <coughs> 
So this is in motivation is is overrated in environment matters. Yeah. And what I wrote here is when the cues are hidden, it's easy to ignore developing habits, but do but don't have but don't have to um but you don't have to be the victim of your environment. You can be the architect. I don't know if that jogs any Yeah, no, no. Do you know I've Yeah, I've written a question, but Yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Um don't actually have a response to that question. Um, because I can't remember what it relates to. But um, go on, go on, go on. Uh, no, so I've like wrote one more note really, yeah. and I think in French may have touched on it already. I'm not too sure. Um, your habits change depending obviously the room you're in. Obviously, I know yeah. we spoke about mm. obviously the environment. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> um, as to obviously very similar to obviously what we're doing now, um, in terms of reading and stuff like that, and obviously some mm. of the meetings obviously we have outside okay. of here as well. See, are you finished? No, 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 go on. No, do you know what it was? Um, it relates to a conversation I was having as well in regards to. Um, putting things in your in your environment so you pick up a new mm. habit. Say, for example, mm. you you want to go to gym more, so you pack your bags before you go gym the night before and leave it in front of your your um your oh, door or yeah. something like that. But then there's times where you can have these same cues, but you miss them. Still miss them. Yeah. So, for example, if you want to read more, you may put your book on your side table, but you can easily miss that. So it may have to be a bit more aggressive per se so if you want to read more pull it pull it in your frying pan so there's no way you're going to miss it do you know what i mean because there's certain cues that you could miss so yeah that goes back to why i've written that question and what the answer is to that as well mm-hmm. um question just on um habit stacking mm-hmm. um would you say any of you have ever subconsciously habit stacked and if so, did this help for you to subconsciously continue the habit or maybe consciously continue the habit? I've consciously stacked habits together. Um, for example, like even with this book, I've, I read an hour a day mm. and straight after I read, I do my 10 minutes of Spanish then I'll do my 10 minutes of chess and I'll do my 10 minutes of brain training. And I just do that straight mm. after one and each other. So I'll stack each one. Yeah, yeah, yeah with the other and I consciously do that so I that's just something I just get done every day now mm, that's just mm, like mm. part of my protocol so yeah I consciously do that okay about um, anything subconsciously that you that you, you didn't mean it's just so happened like that like something's happened you started a habit and subconsciously it could be even that you go gym and then on the way back you always stop off at at the sandwich shop, like something like that. I don't See, know. See, I used that used to be like that when I used to go to a particular gym. But again, this this reverts back to environment. So when I went to see um, when we used to go Virgin. So after I used to go um, Virgin in Park Royal, I'd always go Nando's after. Okay. In Park Royal, I literally every time I'd go gym, I'd work out, and if I was with myself or with a couple of boys or whatever. Just, just, just head over to Nando's just to to eat after. So, if that could be something that was unconscious or conscious, I don't know. But it was definitely like a, a regular habit of as soon as you finish, we go over there. If that if that answers your question, um, mine would be quite simple. I mean, I think French mentioned like maybe stacking two or three. Th- well, yeah. three plus things. I can't think of anything. Um, three plus but when I go for a run or when I go for a walk I tend to either listen to something which might be quite beneficial to me more often than not so I do I do I do play music but I use it as an opportunity to listen to something quite beneficial that um may subconsciously obviously enter my mind or maybe listen to an audiobook or I tend to like plan my day properly um yeah so I guess they're the two things I tend to to stack properly when I when I think of going for a walk I think brilliant it's gonna be an opportunity to um, I don't know, like start fresh, if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, start fresh or just, yeah. Oh, yeah, in fact, start the day very well or end the day very well. Almost like a review. What about yourself? I can't think of anything, even though I wrote that question down. <laughs> now I hear that. Okay. Uh, the next part, the secret to, self- to self-control. If you're overweight, a smoker or an addict, you've been told your entire life that is that is because you lack self-control. Maybe even that you're a bad person. The idea that a little bit of discipline would solve all our problems is deeply embedded in our culture. Recent research, however, shows something different. It turns out those individuals aren't all different from those who are struggling. Instead, 
disciplined people are be- are, pe- are better at structuring their lives in a way that does not require heroic willpower and self-control. Mm. And that's on page 93. Just to pause you there, yeah? Mm-hmm. And it's back, it's linked to what you just said there, that passage, but also back to like habits. When man was in, because over here, man eats bare sweet stuff, yeah? Look on mm. the table, there's sweet stuff here, yeah? yeah. When man was in, when I was over in Mexico for two weeks, I didn't touch anything, you know? Mm. Like nothing sweet, I wasn't touching. Mm. I wasn't touching at all, like nothing. And environment, as you said, change of environment, the fact that I'm just with my other half who's not into sweet things either. Mm. And obviously climate all plays a part. I wasn't even eating as reg- as much as I would do. I'm not feeling hungry, all that kind of stuff. But it's a good point because over here, man, we'll just... What's it called? Comfort eat or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Comfort eat for fun. Like sweet stuff. Let me pop in and get this. Get this. This is on offer. Yeah. No, that's true. So here's the punchline. You can break a habit, but you're unlikely to forget it. Self-control is a short-term me- is a short-term strategy, not a long-term one. Make the cues of your good habits obvious and the cues of your bad habits invisible. And that's page 95. Can you have an addictive personality and a disciplined personality at the same time? At the same time? Mm. Yeah. So I'm not really um, clear on what an addictive... I mean, I know it's something people um, fling around quite often as to addictive personality, but what what are we referring to? Gambling, maybe. Okay, cool. Um, And what was the second one? Uh, disciplined personality. I think you can. Yeah. I think you can. I can't think of examples, but it could I'm be sure. a di- Sorry, one example. Because you can, there's a guy that I, when I've done the language immersion stuff, there's a guy I met, yeah. Woke up at nine in the morning and he was like, and I shared a room with him. Oh, you want some of this vodka? Man's drinking straight. I said, yo. But then the man's like, when it comes to structuring lessons, he was on point. Mm. But obviously man's just, He's a functional alcoholic, so you can be addicted to something like alcohol. And my man, I still trapped him like maybe two, three times a year. He's got his own business now and he's doing well. He's up in like half his year. So your kind of field, actually, similar yeah. to your field, yeah. But like, and he, I said, this guy's got, in my head, I was thinking, this guy's got no chance. Like, if you carry on the way you carry on. But he's a functioning, he was, I don't know if he is now, but he was a functional alcoholic. But he, so he had an addictive nature in that respect, but disciplined enough to still have his lessons in place and make sure he's still. Providing a service, do you mm. get what I'm saying? And you probably got that with teachers in some respects. And stuff I'm sure. Like that. I'm quite sure. Maybe yeah, gambling so. or whatever it is. I'm but not sure. When it comes to <laughs> lesson structures and stuff, they're on point. No, I, I, I second that. Still, I second that. Um, I don't have any examples, but I mean, um, I'm sure I do have, and um, both. Hmm? No, you talking about do I have an addictive one mm. and a discipline? I, mm. I'm quite sure I do. Mm. Yeah. 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 No. I, I think for one of my habits, probably a bad habit is smoking. But like, I'm disciplined enough to, I guess, yeah, know when to smoke, when not to smoke, still get on with whatever I need to get done and still be productive. Do you know what I mean? If you can discipline yourself as to when to smoke or when not to smoke and stick to that, do you think you're addicted to it then? No, because I, I mean, I have breaks. I'm the person that I will be like, all right, cool, I'm not smoking for this for the next month or three months or this week or whatever it may be. So I don't, I don't know. As, as really? Yeah. I I'm trying, can't think of many pauses. So not to make out that you're... Are you there? Um, Big man. <laughs> we're going to carry on anyway. Yeah, no, I definitely do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what how, how you define the, the, um, that determination of addictive personality. But I do think that you can have a habit and still be. Well, it depends on what your habit is, to be fair. But um, a disciplined personality at the same time. Yeah. I'm also thinking about. Um, I mean, I guess there's many. I was thinking myself about in terms of eating habits and, and exercise, but I guess that's. <coughs> cool. That's a lot of people, really. I mean, I was really quite specific as to. Um, bakeries and stuff like that but I guess I knew that was coming, but I guess sorry by the way I'm very healthy people <laughs> how many jam rolls you got left <laughs> I'll take all six <laughs> no but I guess like with diets and stuff like that I guess that's with a lot of people I mean because people are always falling in and out of diets but at the same time going gym and I guess obviously people understand that you know in order to be healthy or live a healthy lifestyle you know what I mean what you eat is equally as important as what you do as in exercise. 
Sorry, that's I'm finished. Cool. The second law. How to make a habit irresistible. A primary goal of food science is to create products that are more attractive to consumers. Nearly every food in a bag, box or jar has been enhanced in some way, if only with additional flavouring. Entire departments are dedicated to optimising how a product fills in your mouth, a quality known as orosensation. Is there any food, drink or product you find addictive or irresistible? I got other <clears throat> phases. Mm. Um, so there's these cinnamon buns that Waitrose saw. My gosh. My gosh. <laughs> but I go through face. So like, even like man likes Terrell's Chris, the sweet chili Chris, yeah, Terrell's ones. But if man, if I eat, so like I eat them two, three days in a row, I need a break from them, if that makes sense. Okay. Mm. So it'd be things like that. Like even your favorite foods or snacks or whatever, I still feel like too much, like once too much is all, it can, you know what I mean? Because it's just tip mm. you over the edge where actually I need a break from this or whatever. Yeah, I, I do. I go through phases of certain things, whether it's, uh, certain crisps or certain sweets I'll be like I'm battering it battering mm. it then I'm like ah, I'm done with these right now mm -hmm. so my latest things that I've probably stopped eating right now is hula hoops like I went through a phase of just having hula hoops and now I just don't eat them again and aside with loads of different products and foods I've had similar to yourself in regards to going ham for a moment then it's just like nah this, is ain't, it. this ain't it for a while yeah I can't think of anything. Of course not. This is just. I can't think of anything at this moment in nah, time, but I'm not. sure there are there are things that. Um, Mate, you've been caught on the roadside, yeah. Like this <laughs> guy, you've been caught slipping on the roadside where you're like, yeah, stop eating sweet things, and people will just see you with a whole square flapjack or something <laughs> on the roadside, bro. You've been caught out there. Or jam donuts or the ref what's it? I keep calling them refreshers, but they're not. Oh yeah, the sweet, the sweet that we get. Yeah. You're an absolute love. That's all three of us. <laughs> Every single one of us are well, buying. You're the worst. The drumsticks. <laughs> yeah, the drumsticks. No, you're all buying the packs. Bob, you, Bob, I will buy you know, a pack and not touch them, and you will clear the whole pack. I've done that a couple of times. Do not deny it because I've once done it. Once or twice. It. But I mean, like, <laughs> once or twice. But in regards to the refreshers. So you can't say that. You can't say you don't have one. It's bad. You can't. That's but, a you, but you just said you don't, ha you don't have none. Have any. Um... Bob, if we put a pack of it right in front of you, right in front of you, that is irresistible to you right now. No. Oh, when I bought the M&M's today, should we just stop now? When I bought the M&M's today, I saw refreshers and I said, you know what? No. I said, no, not today. Not today, King. And I, let, and I, let, I left them alone. I can't even take this guy seriously. You're lucky Nino Brown was shouting refreshers, boy. <laughs> You'd have been in that, tra in that, in that crack house, boy, in that sweet house. <laughs> Uh, other processed foods enhance dynamic contrast, which refers to items with a combination of sensations like crunchy and creamy. Ultimately, such strategies enable food scientists to find the bliss point for each product. The, price combina the precise combination of salt, sugar and fat that excites your brain and keeps you coming back for more. And that's on page 103. And I've noted down on page 104, he, James Clear, has written a poignant paragraph, but... I'm not going to read it all out. So if you want to, if you're interested in knowing what it is, page 104. Tell me what you love.